Welcome everyone. I'm Daniel Joseph and you're on the Corner Fringe. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to continue to look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And currently we're looking at the second horseman right now. This rider who comes out on a red horse and he comes and he, he takes peace from the earth. He's bearing this great sword. And this really is when the blood begins to run. And remember, and again, I tell you, uh, as we continue, I think this will be clearer and clearer. But the red horse is the response to the rider on the white horse coming forth. This is the reaction. And so we're going to continue to look at this rider today. And really, all we're going to do is we're going to peel back another layer of understanding. We're going to be looking at some news uh, clippings uh, today. We're going to be looking at some specific names and uh, digging into this, which will just be kind of a building block as we get into next week. And so with that said, I want to introduce you to three specific names, which really need no introduction, all of which are well known. The first is Dr. Tony Fauci, the, who is the individual, the doctor heading up the, the coronavirus task force for this administration. And then you have under him Bill Gates. Microsoft guru, billionaire, philanthropist. Again, no introduction needed. And then we have the World Health Organization. Now, most people have at least heard of this organization, but aren't really familiar with what it is they do or what they're about. Uh, well, I want to dig into the connection. This is one of the things I, I want to really establish today is how these three names are interconnected. And it's important because these three names are really spearheading this corona response, the response to this global pandemic. And they're basically coming out and dictating policy of this is the appropriate course of action, shall we say. And all of them and this is critical, all of them are saying the same thing. So these, these, this is a narrative, and these are people that you want to listen loud and clear to, to see what they have to say. And so what I want to do is let's, let's dig into this. I want to take you to an article that was written by National File. And this article, the point of this article really was to connect the dots uh, between these three individuals. And as we do this, we'll, we'll talk about some things. And so I want to open up here. The article says this, Gates is funding coronavirus vaccine candidates that would compete with chloroquine. And Dr. Fauci's agency is co-partnering on the project. Now, that's a whole nother debate in and of itself in this situation where chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine mixed with z or azithromycin and, and zinc has proven throughout the world, by the way, uh, countless doctors have come forward and said their use of this, administering this or uh, uh, giving this to their patients has proved to be incredibly successful. And you can see statistically, percentage-wise, uh, it's, it's over 90% of response. Some doctors were boasting 100% uh, response in their patients. And so the drug itself is typically used, most of you know, for was, was an anti-malaria drug. And it's very cheap. Everyone has access to it. 
What an amazing answer to this virus. But no, no, this isn't it. You had governors in this country trying to outlaw uh, this type of drug. No, they want something else. And so this is what he's recognizing here is that they're going after something else. They're shoving this chloroquine. They don't even want to really talk about it. Not Gates, not Fauci, uh, not the World Health Organization. And basically write it off as, well, this is written for, you know, or been, been prescribed for something else, malaria in specific and other things as well. Um, all right, continuing on. The company Moderna, and, and this is important. Remember this name, Moderna, and in, in what we're going to read here. The company Moderna is working on a coronavirus vaccine, which they expect will go into clinical trials in April. Dr. Fauci has heaped praise on Moderna. Do not forget that. We'll, we'll circle back on that. And said that a vaccine is the only way to definitively assure the end of the virus. Okay, so this is one of the most notable men in the world right now. And his answer is explicitly, and most of you have heard the clips, because he's gone on several interviews. And he's not hiding this position. He's, he's open about it that, no, we need to develop a vaccine specifically for this COVID-19. And uh, regardless if any other drug works. And so this is his position. Continuing on, the New Eastern Outlook Journal uh, reported Gates Foundation money is backing vaccine development on every front. And so uh, here you see Bill Gates is very, very involved in funding or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, very involved in funding uh, different companies for uh, creating vaccines. In addition, Gates Foundation monies via CEPI are financing development of a, look at this, a radical new vaccine method known as messenger RNA or mRNA. Now, the, the article isn't doing what, what is just said here justice. And so to kind of give you, to kind of give it some oomph so that you can appreciate this, I want to share with you Dr. Buttar's commentary on this drug or what they're attempting to do with this vaccine, which is uh, this is a pioneer model. This is this has not been done before this mRNA. And so I'll let him share with you uh, how frightening this really is. Moderno has never brought a vaccine to market and Moderno's vaccine is extremely, extremely disturbing what they're planning on doing. So I want you to understand this. This is a company that's never put a vaccine out first. Second, they have never made any product that's been consumed by humans or utilizing humans. Third, they have bypassed all animal testing. All right. And what they're doing is they're coming up with the first of its kind vaccine that's called an RNA vaccine. Now, if you're not biologically um, accustomed to talking from a biological perspective, if you're not biologically inclined, if you don't remember your high school biology, basically we have our genetic code that's encased in this double helix strand, what we call the DNA. And then there's another component that helps to rewrite that DNA called RNA. Now I'm, I'm being very, very simple here, but 
what happens is that viruses are fragments of DNA and RNA. So when people talk about what's alive, you know, how to kill a virus, well, that's a concept that's being attributed to viruses uh, that, that would come from, say, bacteria or parasites or some other type of pathogen because it's not really considered an issue of being alive or dead when it comes to viruses because viruses are not entities. Viruses are fragments of this genetic code of DNA and RNA. Now, viruses exist inside our cells, and if it wasn't for viruses, the human system would no longer have survived the planet because viruses are how we evolve. Because viruses, these DNA and RNA fragments, get back into the cell, get incorporated within our DNA structure and rewrite certain parts of the DNA in order to help us adapt to our environment and to adjust to environmental triggers. All right, so this is basically how our systems work. We respond to our environment and it is the adaptation of the RNA and DNA fragments known as viruses that help us to rewrite our genetic code so that we can become more adaptogenic. And it's a form of very, very subtle mutation, if you will, but it's mutation in order to help us allow to survive on the planet. That's what it really comes down to. Now, there has never been an RNA vaccine ever developed. What Moderna is planning on doing is creating this RNA vaccine, which will actually introduce RNA fragments into our system. And what that's going to do is it's going to get incorporated inside our DNA and literally, not metaphorically, but literally rewrite our DNA. It will rewrite our human code, our genetic code. Now, this is basically taking the human system and making it into something else. This is going to generationally be so catastrophic because we have no idea what the implications are. We are talking about rewriting the human genome. Human genetic code will be rewritten by this vaccine because once it goes in there, it's, it's not like just introducing X or Y or Z. It's, it's introducing in something that is going to start replicating and it's going to be like a chain, of, chain reaction. It's going to be like a domino reaction. And it's going to start causing a, a rewriting of the genetic code within our system. All right. It is going to adulterate and mutate our DNA so that we are not even human anymore. When I say that, I'm not saying it metaphorically. I'm talking about generationally. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to start changing how our systems evolve to the point that the people that are going to be volunteering for this vaccine, they don't want them having any sex. They don't want them to potentially have a child, meaning a person that's being that's volunteering to take this human experimentation of this RNA vaccine. They don't want them engaged in sexual activities because God forbid were they to have a child and the world would see what the potential result of that vaccine is, how it changes the DNA. This is truly, truly the most disturbing thing that I have learned in the last five years of my life, okay? And it was just recently. Now, Bobby went on to talk about this particular article. I believe it was in CNN, and I'll post the whole video so you guys can watch it. But he goes on to talk about the article in CNN, and one of the researchers that works at Moderna, all the way down at the bottom of the article, remember, these are long articles, so very few people actually have the patience to read the whole article, but let's just say they, they, the few people that got to the end of the article. If you got to the end of the article, 
one of the people that works in Moderno himself, one of the researchers, blanketly stated that he would never take that vaccine. And this is what they are planning on rolling out for you. Okay, well, there you have it. You cannot make that stuff up. You know, it's one thing just to read a little snippet that, hey, Moderna is uh, creating this vaccine that's known as an mRNA uh, vaccine. And it really doesn't speak to you until, you know, a physician comes along that explains it in its proper context and what they're really doing, attempting to write, rewrite the human genetic code, literally changing you where he said, not metaphorically, this is not hyperbole. You will literally not be human. It's changing your genetic code. You will be something else. And we don't know uh, the effects of what would come out of that. However, I can tell you historically, we've done things like this before. Do you, you remember Yeshua as, as Yeshua's prophesying in Matthew 24? And what he says is he goes, as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. It's also recorded in Luke as well. But when you study the days of Noah and you look, and, and we have in, in these apocalyptic books, we have the recordation of what was going on during the days of Noah, for example, in the book of Enoch, which, remember, is quoted in the book of Jude. Um, and it's quoting Enoch 1.9 verbatim. Uh, the book of Enoch was found amongst the Dead Sea Scrolls. So it was well read. It was well known. Uh, in the first century, we know this to be an absolute fact. Well, within the book of Enoch, it talks, it talks about genetic modification and absolute mind-blowing perversion, where these angelic beings would come down, these fallen angels, if you will, who left their abode and wanted to have a family like the men on the earth and started mating with the women and they created new beings. It's what the book of Enoch calls, this is where evil spirits came from. They came from this perversion, this genetic modification, and two things that were never meant to be introduced to one another. You know, uh, these people, this Moderna and these other, anyone else attempting to follow suit uh, with attempting to literally go in and be able to write, rewrite the human genome, this genetic code, you are literally playing God. And the reason they don't want them to have sex, well, all you need to do is go back and see what happened in the days of Noah with these fallen angels and these women of flesh. Evil spirits proceeded from them, forth from them. Now, this is getting apocalyptic. When we're literally doing this, and, and we know that Yeshua's going to come back as in the days of Noah. See, there is no question in my mind when we're having conversations like this, mind-blowing things happening that are only can be described as apocalyptic, as biblical. Uh, we know we're in the end days. There's no question about it. And so this stuff is literally happening right now. Oh, and, and, and here's the beauty. They want to inject this into you. And into your children. What? Who knows what would happen? Let, let's go back just for a second. And I wasn't planning on doing this, but 
let's just go back for a second and think about what was happening in the days of Noah. They began to drink the blood. They began to eat men's flesh. It was absolutely vile and perverse. There wasn't even a concept of morality. It was utterly perverse, and they were slaying one another. They were killing one another. Sound familiar? Because this is where we're at right now with this red horse. Uh, this is peace is going to be taken from the earth, and there's going to be great bloodshed. And so, I mean, we're, we're starting to see some, some overlap where you can superimpose today's current events right over the story of Noah. And what was going on and, and the things that we read about. And there's a lot, you know, there's certainly a lot of other things that I could talk about. Uh, for instance, the fact that these fallen angels, it's recorded in the book of Enoch again, that these fallen angels actually showed men, taught men, supernatural things that they would have never discovered on their own, but it was revealed to them. So this is very, very demonic. So when you start talking about rewriting the human genome, the, the genetic code, you'll never convince me that this is simply man's intellect and advancement, but this is demonically influenced. And I mean, there's, there's all sorts of things that we could hypothesize about this that I don't put a lot of stock in, but we could talk about the fact that we know Satan is building an army. We know biblically, I mean, we can prove this in, in the New Testament, we can prove it in the Old Testament, that he's going to build an army. He's going to gather uh, the world together to battle against Yeshua. And it's not going to go very well, but it makes you wonder, what is he looking for? Is he looking to build some, like, hybrid uh, super soldiers? And I don't want to get into conspiracy weird stuff, but... The stuff we're talking about is insane, right? All right, now I want to I want to get back uh, to the article, and I want to continue. And this is what we read: Moderna's other partner is the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, a part of the National Institute of Health. Head of NIAID is oh, isn't that interesting, Doctor Anthony? Fauci. No conflict of interest there. So remember that little phrase where Dr. Fauci was praising Moderna for their work involved in this. Uh, he's part of this. He stands to make a lot of money if, in fact, Moderna is the one that goes to market uh, or even one of the ones that go to market. You know, the writer of this article who wrote this, he, he, I haven't shared with you the headline yet. The headline reads as follows. Exclusive pandemic star Judy Mikovits, and it's Dr. Mikovits, is willing to testify before Congress on Fauci. Now, Dr. Mikovits is, again, no one knew her name uh, not that long ago, but she has went viral with this documentary, this interview, really, of uh, Plandemic, in which she exposes the plague of corruption. This is based on her book, Plague of Corruption. And uh, she outs Tony Fauci. She is willing to testify in Congress. This guy is totally and utterly corrupt. Well, 
I want to share with you a few words uh, that she had spoken to Patrick Rowley as he is interviewing her, uh, Patrick Holly, and we'll listen to what she says. This is what she says. Uh, yeah, I, I believe the real agenda of, of Tony Fauci here is to completely cover up the 40 years of vaccine injury and introduction of animal viruses, um, uh, crippling uh, chemicals like aluminum, formaldehyde, polysorbate, mercury into American children, um, severely damaged, causing what I call this plague of chronic disease is, is the, the cover up of COVID-19. So if he accomplishes his uh, agenda here, which is together with um, Bill Gates to force the vaccination of every man, woman and child in this country before we can go back to our lives. Um, he will kill first the people that have been injured, the 40 million Americans um, that have sustained vaccine injuries. Um, and, and those injuries are the chronic diseases um, of asthma, cancers, cancers, uh, autoimmune disease, Lou Gehrig's disease, Alzheimer's disease, autism spectrum disorder, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, if those will be the first to die and they will die from this vaccine that he's proposing. And, and I did hear some horrific things about um, what he just described to Congress a few minutes ago as far as what they were planning to do with this vaccine. So if we cannot stop this, um, those those 50 million Americans and, and counting um, that have been injured will be buried as COVID-19 and all the evidence of the injury for 40 years and his plagues of corruption will be um, buried. Again, disturbing information. And this is the guy that's spearheading uh, the solution to this, uh, well, alleged pandemic that we're facing. And uh, there's a lot more she has to say that she lays out that I'm not going to get into it now. But uh, she she is an incredible, Patrick Howley's interview of her, it's, it's one of the best interviews I've seen. Uh, it really breaks everything down. Uh, to the most basic level. And it is frightening when you start peeling back layers. And all of this stuff, again, it is relative to where we're going here um, in the coming weeks, uh, even. Now, continuing on, uh, reading more from this article. And to this fact, uh, and to this, the fact that the Gates Foundation and related entities such as SEPI constitute the largest funders of the public-private entity known as the World Health Organization, or WHO, and that its current director, Tedros Adhanam, uh, worked for years on HIV with the Gates Foundation when Tedros was a government minister in Ethiopia. In other words, the, the reason I'm, I'm sharing this with you is they're all tied together. I mean, all, there's connections to all of them, to Fauci, to Gates, to the World Health organization. All right. Fauci is pushing the talking point that things will never go back to normal in our society until we have the ability to mass vaccinate people. Uh, what's he say here? Echoing 
Bill Gates' assertion that mass gatherings in our culture may not come back at all uh, before mass vaccinations. And so this is absolutely entirely a threat uh, that we will not release these restrictions. We will not advise otherwise. We will certainly not talk about herd immunity. The narrative is all the same. And this is what I'm telling you between uh, the World Health Organization, between Dr. Fauci, between Bill Gates. It's all the same. This is the agenda. There's only one solution they're proposing, period. And that's the creation of a vaccine. Now, getting into the vaccine thing, let's even just say Moderna was not the one who is going to acquire uh, the status to distribute um, this vaccine globally or even whatever in, within our country. Let's say it was someone else. I'm going to tell you right now, the stuff that they put in these vaccines, which Dr. Mikovits covers this, the stuff that they put in here is absolutely frightening. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is not something that you want to play around with. This is something that you want to get educated on. And this is something that you do not want to put in your body whatsoever. Let me share with you a video clip, just kind of giving you an idea of some of the things that are in these vaccines by Dr. Mikovits. Yeah. And do you know anything about the uh, idea, and I believe that it's been reported pretty widely in the independent press, that aborted fetus tissue is sometimes used to develop vaccines? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are at least two and, and many more um, uh, aborted fetal tissue cell lines um, in, in many of the vaccines on the infant and in childhood schedule. Um, it, it, that's how you um, grow the antigen or the microbial agent is they grow it in aborted fetal tissues. There's one called MRC5, another a cell line called WI38. Um, uh, and, and we use those cell lines, and I say we because that was what I used to do in the lab um, because they, they are... Um, they, they don't have fully developed immune mechanisms in the cell line, so they become little virus factories. They divide like mad and they grow things like mad, um, and not just aborted fetal tissue cell lines, but cow blood, pig blood, um, cells from um, Vero monkey kidney cells is where we grow currently our um, polio vaccines. So we're putting relatives of um, HIV, that simian immune deficient monkeys. We're putting SV40, um, um, a, a simian virus 40 um, associated with lung cancers. And we've been doing it from, you know, for, um, you know, since the 1930s when we passed these, uh, when we passed these, you have to grow a virus in an in a small animal and 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 small animals are very expensive so we develop cell lines and they're little virus factories so we used to pass um the meso the polio um virus the enterovirus um through mouse brains and and that's described in our first book plague in great detail in chapter five and those of course were the first cases of autism 
and and CFS in this country. And there was literally a silencing as all the doctors, nurses, and not all, but doctors, nurses, families became infected and they were paid off to what today's numbers would be $6 million to cover up you know, how in fact these animal viruses get into humans. And, you know, it's called xenotransplantation since the national, um, since the vaccine program was started in the, in the late 90s by um, then head of the NIH, uh, Harold Varmus. Um, we do xenotransplantation. We inject these things directly into the elderly and into our children. Um, and literally they have compromised immune system because they're either not developed compromised detox machinery and 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 basically it's driving the plague of chronic disease and cancer we see in our world today so there you have it pharmaceutical industries have um, patients from birth to death and people are dying a lot sooner and um, that of course appears to be the goal now would you say there have been situations in which people who have received vaccines have actually received aborted fetus DNA into their own bodies millions of situations every single day for every single child who gets the CDC schedule have been receiving aborted fetal tissue in those vaccines. It's listed right on the CDC. It's called an excipient list, E-X-C-E-P-I-E-N-T. That means everything else in the shot that's not the antigen. That's not what you're making the vaccine toward, like polio, like DTaP, like um, hepatitis A. So all the live attenuated viral vaccines um, and, 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 and all of the other shots have to be grown in. And the um, one of those cell lines is aborted fetal tissue. So there are people walking around who have aborted fetal tissue DNA inside of them. Yes, and, and, and hundreds, if, or if not thousands, of micrograms, and many millions of Americans, tens of millions of Americans since, since, uh, since the 90s. Well, there you have it. Uh, cannot make this stuff up. The stuff they're putting in vaccines, I mean, just that short clip should make every single person who listened to that run for their lives. Uh, to avoid these vaccinations at all costs, at a biblical level, at a moral level, at an ethical level, at every level, they should be avoided. It is absolutely demonic. You, we're talking monkey brains, we're talking cow blood, we're talking pig blood. And then the creme de la creme for the devil is the aborted fetus tissue. How absolutely demonic is that? And let's Let's think about this for a second. Uh, isn't it interesting how we're supposed to be considered a kingdom of priests? It talks about it in the book of Revelation, talks about it in the book of Exodus, that, uh, you know, especially now with the revelation of Yeshua, through faith in him, we can be grafted into Israel and become part of this kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And Paul says something interesting uh, to the Corinthians, and he says, does not he who eat of the sacrifice partake of the altar? I want you to, I'm going to say that again. Does not he who eat of the sacrifices partake of the altar? That altar was established to ensure the relationship between Abba and his children. That altar 
brought was that it was the conduit to bring the children of Israel close to the Lord, to keep them in close relationship. It was significant. Oh, and, and here now we have Satan's perverted form of this where you have people ingesting children who were literally murdered for his behalf, murdered unto him at the altar of Baal, children that are offered to Satan, and then his priests do what? The devil's children, they partake of the altar. This is, this is so demonic. There are no words. Do you, you can't make this up. It's so out of the stratosphere demonic. This, this kind of level of evil cannot continue much longer. Yeshua's coming back. That is the message for today. He is coming soon. This kind of evil wickedness is beyond comprehension. We're eating our children. I can't even, I can't even, I can't stomach that thought. I can't do it. But this is what's happening. So I'm going to tell you right now, in regard to this vaccine, whether it's going to reach new heights at a demonic level to go forth and rewrite your DNA and virtually take you from being what God created you, creating your human genome and making you literally something else according to the will of the devil. There is no way on this earth that any believer in Yeshua can justify getting vaccinated. Absolutely will never happen. Not on a biblical grounds. Cannot happen. I am not against medicine. I'm not against doctors. Uh, I'm thankful for those doctors that are responsible and that give themselves and that labored hard uh, in school so they could help other people. Um, I'm very much supportive of that realm. But getting into this stuff, this is demonic. And, and I fear, and we'll get into this later. We're not going to get into this now. I'm, I'm kind of getting off track here and, and getting ahead of myself and getting into the coming weeks. But there are people who are talking about the vaccine that's coming out as being the mark of the beast. We are going to get into that. We're going to talk about that. There's a lot more that you need to be thinking about than simply a vaccination being the mark of the beast in and of itself. Um, but be that as it may, let's continue. I want to, I want to get back on track here. And basically, so where we're at right now is we have Fauci, Gates' narrative is identical. They're both pushing for a, a vaccine and nothing but. And they're obviously connected. You see this. Um, I want to go back and talk and bring the third name, the World Health Organization, into the mix here. Uh, because their narrative is exactly the same. And what the WHO is purporting on a global scale, you want to listen to it. It's imperative. And of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Fund, they're the primary I think they're the number one uh, funders uh, to uh, the World Health Organization, one of the top funders for sure. And so there's obviously an intimate connection there. But when the World Health Organization comes out depicting policy or dictating policy, know this, 
This is a policy that is going to be pushed. And so to help you appreciate this, I just want you to watch a couple minute clip here that I'm going to put up of uh, Tetros speaking, the director general uh, for the World Health Organization. And look at what he says here. Therefore, to protect lives and livelihoods, a slow, steady lifting of lockdowns is key to both stimulating economies while also keeping a vigilant eye on the virus so that control measures can be quickly implemented if an upswing in cases is identified. I have previously outlined the six criteria countries need to consider before lifting stay-at-home orders and other restrictions. Over the weekend, further guidance was published that outlines the three key questions countries should ask prior to lifting of lockdowns. First, is the epidemic under control? Second, is the healthcare system able to cope with a resurgence of cases that may arise after relaxing certain measures? Third, is the public health surveillance system able to detect and manage the cases and their contacts and identify a resurgence of cases? These three questions can help determine whether lockdown can be relaxed slowly or not. However, even with three positive answers, releasing lockdowns is both complex and difficult. Over the weekend, we saw signs of the challenges that may lie ahead. In the Republic of Korea, bars and clubs were shut as a confirmed case led to many contacts being traced. In Wuhan, China, the first cluster of cases since their lockdown was lifted was identified. Germany has also reported an increase in cases since an easing of restrictions. Fortunately, all three countries have systems in place to detect and respond to a resurgence in cases. Early serological studies reflect that a relatively low percentage of the population has antibodies to COVID-19, which means most of the population is still susceptible to the virus. WHO is working closely with governments to ensure that key public health measures remain in place to deal with the challenge of lifting lockdowns. Until there is a vaccine, the comprehensive package of measures is our most effective set of tools to tackle the virus. Well, there you have it. Unless, basically, right at the end there, he said, unless there's a vaccine, the lockdowns, in essence, remain. Again, you know, the prison sentence. Uh, again, this term used for prisons. This is, this is what remains. Now, to help you understand uh, the full weight of all of this and really where this is coming from, the World Health Organization has a lot of history. Now, most people aren't familiar with it, and, and of course, the World Health Organization does, uh, certainly does great things. 
and and their whole motto in in essence if i may boil it down is essentially making sure that all countries all people regarded regardless of ethnicity regardless of how rich or poor uh, their country is can receive the same health care now doesn't that sound nice i mean that certainly sounds wonderful however the origins of the world health organization the first director general um, when you go back to its founding then you find out how oh, how did we get here and why is now the world health organization dictating policy and how did it get to this point um, we go back in history and we dig into this that's when we begin to peel back another layer of understanding and so what i want to do is i just want to take a take a brief moment and we're going to talk about this organization um at least in its historical context now you'll notice this is just kind of a side note that uh as we look at uh the uh symbol and uh, the symbol is a snake uh wrapped around a staff and you know, this is basically, you know, the, the Greeks had this. This was the goddess Clypeus. Uh, interestingly enough, the son of Apollo. How fascinating is that? Apollo was the god of healing. And his son, Asclepius, took on that characteristic and became the god of healing. Now, you can't help but to make the biblical comparison, as we should, as you have a snake on a pole, just as Israel uh, lifted up the serpent on uh, the bronze serpent in the wilderness. And everyone who looked at it was completely healed. Well, it gets better because as you look at that, that was the image of the Messiah. Yeshua strikes a parallel to himself. As Moses lifted up the serpent, so also will the Son of Man be lifted up. And so Yeshua himself in the Gospel of John makes the connection between him and this bronze serpent. And here you have the symbol on the World Health Organization of the very snake on the staff. And in Greek mythology, this is the god of healing. And uh, what I would tell you, this is uh, certainly the uh, perverted form of the snake on the, uh, the bronze serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness, which is the perfect symbol for the false Christ for the Antichrist all right it's just that's just kind of a side note of interest and of course you got the crown uh, wrapped around there isn't that interesting uh, the, the 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 horseman the, who rode the white horse coming out and uh, he bears a crown as we've talked about uh, it's just you can't make all this stuff up it can't possibly all these things be a coincidence and I don't get into the, the symbol thing deep and stuff, but this is this is ridiculous as you start to see all this stuff coming together. Uh, and there's other things we'll talk about. We're not going to talk about today that are just it's just outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. But going back to the World Health Organization, 1946, it was initially founded. But in 1948, and, and again, I think this is germane, in 1948, Israel becomes a nation the world health organization about a month before israel becomes a nation uh becomes officially a part of the un a very prominent arm of the un uh which 
plays into all of this. Um, and we won't talk about that today, but we will uh, certainly in the coming weeks. And so this just gives you a, a, a little history. It's, I, I don't see it a coincidence that, and, and, you, and I'll tell you why in the coming weeks, but I don't see it a coincidence that this World Health Organization was founded in the very same year, just a month before Israel uh, officially became a state. Now, uh, that being said, I want to introduce you to the first director general, the first head of the World Health Organization, and actually he championed its name. And that's very significant, and I say emphasis that he championed the name with specifically utilizing the term world, because it reflected uh, Chisholm's ideology. And let me just share with you a little bit of his ideology and who this guy was. This is what we read. The pretense is made that to do away with right and wrong would produce uncivilized people, immorality, lawlessness, and social chaos. Okay, so in, in other words, obviously, I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Brock is saying here that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, moralistic people out there is saying if we do away with right and wrong, society as we know it will begin to collapse. The moral fabric will fall. Everything will be in total disarray. It will be uninhabitable in essence, okay? Then he goes on, he says, the fact is that most psychiatrists and psychologists and other respected people have escaped from moral chains and are able to think freely. Isn't that interesting? Even the terms that he uses are absolutely demonic where he recognized that moral constraints, moral guardrails, those are evil in his mind and that we need to be freed from those shackles. It, all I can hear is the hissing of the snake in the garden, hissing in Eve's ear, telling her that, did God really say you shall not eat every tree of the garden? Oh, no, no, no. God knows in the day you have eat of it. You will become like God. You'll be enlightened. In other words, the, the serpent had convinced her, you will know things you do not know now. And here you have uh, Dr. Chisholm saying the exact same thing. Absolutely demonic. And, and this is his, well, you can't even say it's his moral compass. This is his ideology. He doesn't have a moral compass. He's against any sort of idea of a moral compass. Let me continue. What basic psychological distortion can be found in every civilization of which we know anything? The only psychological force capable of producing these perversions is morality, the concept of right and wrong. The reinterpretation and eventual eradication of the concept of right and wrong. Look at this. The eradication destroy this concept of right and wrong are the belated objectives objectives of nearly all psychotherapy and he says nearly all psychotherapy because not all psychotherapy subscribes to this not all psychologists subscribe to this ideology although it's overtaken the industry in general and he recognized it back in his day and so this is what's interesting. Brock Chisholm was an absolute known card-carrying communist 
or if we can use a more euphemistic term, considered a socialist. This was his viewpoint. And if you understand the ideology of communism, it is to destroy the moral compass. It is to destroy all biblical principles. It is an ideology that is absolutely adversarial to the construct of God's word. It loathes it with all its being. It is the antithesis to everything uh, communism to that which is holy. And so communism, and, and I, I, I hesitate to simply identify it as an ideology, when in fact it is much more than simply just an ideology, a secular ideology. It is very demonic. This is a demonic force not to be taken lightly. And here we have this Dr. Chisholm really subscribing to this side of the fence, to this ideology. Now, let me read you some commentary from John Stormer, who outed Chisholm as being, this is back in the 60s, he outed him as a communist. He recognized his agenda and made it very clear. Listen to what he says. The new leaders in the psychiatric field propose to re-educate the world's population using psychological pro procedures uh, to create a new breed of amoral men who will accept a one-world socialistic government. See, the wheels have been turning for a new world order. The wheels have been turning for a one-world government. And the people champion this cause have been the communists. They have been these socialists. This, these are the individuals champion this cause. Now, this is, this, this is very, very important when you consider the World Health Organization right now and what it's doing and understanding the function of the United Nations. And I, again, I emphasize United Nations with the whole concept to unite the entire world, to be one. And you remember what I said regarding the Antichrist? This is exactly what the Antichrist does. He goes to join all the people to become one. Continuing on, Stormer says, Chisholm has been obsessed for years with the idea that instilling concepts of right and wrong, love of country, patriotism, and morality in children by their parents is the paramount evil. Another thing that communism has been known, known for, and this is extremely relevant to us right now. It has been known for ripping children out of the governance of their parents. The parents cannot be trusted in communistic ideology, socialistic ideology the parents can't be trusted to instill anything into their kids so you know what the state will come in and do that and make them you know these brainless mindless drones that have seared all conscience in every way uh, of scriptural biblical morality strip them of every bit of good that they can so that they can create soldiers for the devil. I mean, there's no other way to say it. This is exactly what is going on. And um, 
Now he goes on and he says this. In another speech, Chisholm said, the people who have been taught to believe whatever they were told by their parents or their teachers are the people who are the menace to the world. In other words, if you're a parent that loves your child and you want to instill the values that you value, you want to fulfill uh, scripture uh, like Deuteronomy 6. That we're, we are literally to talk of the commandments of God when we walk by the way, when we lie down, when we rise up. We're to teach them to our children. Okay? That whole concept is anathema to the communistic mindset. It is the enemy. As we continue in the coming weeks, if in fact communism and this notion of a new world order, a one world government, uh, is truly happening, one of the things that we'll see happen is the government's move to separate parents from children. And it is the spirit of Antichrist. Because the Antichrist does not want us to fulfill our biblical obligation uh, to continue to train up our children in the way that they should go. This is demonic from the pit of hell, like you've never seen before. So I want you guys to understand that when it comes to the World Health Organization, understand this. This is not simply an organization that was put together with men presiding over it. Uh, to simply go out and make sure that the entire world has health care. There is some insidious, nefarious plotting going on here in the minds of these director generals and what they want to accomplish in a new world order, in a one world government, ultimately fulfilling Bible prophecy, ultimately fulfilling uh, the devil's agenda and uh working on his behalf and so this is this this is frightening stuff as we look at this now i want to you, you think of this whole concept of ripping kids out of their homes and whether or not that that's a potential in the future let me share with you this this comes right i just took a snapshot of congress.gov and I know, I, I don't know anyone that hasn't heard of this, but maybe you haven't. But HR 6666, COVID-19, the Tracer Act. Again, I, I'm telling you guys, you can't make this stuff. It's so ridiculous as they're coming out. What are the odds? It couldn't be 6677 or whatever. No, it's 6666. This is the Tracer Act. And what this, in effect, does is it gives the government the ability to come in or health and human services to come in through mobile, mobile transport trucks, driving around your neighborhood, canvassing the neighborhood, knocking on your doors, lifting up a little temperature gauge or anything else that they're going to create. And if they deem anyone that is, could be a potential threat uh, to society or anyone else that they, they deem sick, uh, they can just take the children. I mean, maybe maybe it's a single mom. She's got three kids. They take mom out. Well, they're going to take the children. Uh, they'll put mom in quarantine. And uh, this is what's coming. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, historically, this is, this is what communism does. It separates the men from the, 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 the parents from the children. 
And it also loves to relocate families, rip them up from neighborhood A, plop them in neighborhood B. And the whole concept is destabilization to totally to ultimately to be dependent upon the state to strip you of all personal property that you have nothing left. You have no rights, no freedoms and leave you in a total state of oppression. This has got the devil's fingerprints all over it. This is communism. This is the devil. This is what he does to Christians as they drift off into sin. Without even knowing it, he puts them in shackles and binds them. He binds them, totally oppressed, walking in darkness with no hope until they come back to Yeshua, until they call upon his name, until they repent, until they confess. Those shackles are broken. But communism is just simply a physical manifestation of demonic power of demonic filth. Everything that it stands for is everything that God doesn't stand for. Absolutely crazy. Let me share with you one more quote by John Stormer, who went after communism in the 60s uh, like crazy. And this is what we read. For all the sturdy souls who hold to age-old concepts of right and wrong and are vocal about it, the collectivist, in other words, the communist, have one final ultimate weapon. Declare them insane. Now, you have to understand, Chisholm is actually making a direct reference to, or, I'm sorry, Stormer's making a reference to Chisholm because of the psychotherapy and the psychiatrist. And uh, Dr. Chisholm believed that it would be through the medical field, if you will, that they would be able to implement, and again, you can't make this stuff up, they would be able to implement a new world order, a one world government. And basically, the realm they were really pushing in the, in the 50s and 60s was, let's just start declaring people, because we have the degrees, we can go out and start declaring people insane, so you're incompetent, and we could totally strip you of your constitutional rights. And actually... Stormer spends uh, quite a bit of time talking about actual examples, pages of these people who had their constitutional rights. Americans had them stripped simply because they came in and said, hey, you're not fit for society. You're a danger to society. Oh, and you're a danger to yourself. Now, I, I ask you, does this narrative sound at all familiar? It should because this is what's being purported today absolutely insane that anyone that could potentially be carrying a virus could be deadly to the entire group uh, and to the, you know, the community or even the nation at large. And so you need to be quarantined. Everything, you need to be stripped of everything. You need to be imprisoned. And it, this is the obvious answer. And again, I tell you, I, I stand with Franklin Graham. What an awesome man of God. He gets it. This is, this is not about a virus. This has nothing to do with about a virus. The virus is simply a means of control. Period. And the vaccine, that's a killer. That is a killer. I dread when they roll this thing out and people start taking this in the mindset that it's okay. I need to be I need to be safe. Uh, said the devil, right?
Well, this is all we are. This is all we're going to do for today. But we are going to come back next week. We got more to peel back and to look at. Um, may the Lord bless your week. Keep the faith. Stay in prayer. Get in the Word of God. Get on your knees, and uh, get serious about your relationship. With that said, bless you.